0: Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to wait and review us too. Enjoy the show.
1: Hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It's a lovely balmy Sunday evening. Uh, not Sunday, uh, Tuesday evening. Christ, is a great start, isn't it? Um, and I'm still sitting in my garden. I'm sitting in my garden with my uh, my wife, and my daughter there, sitting having a couple drinks. my daughter's flown in from Germany and uh, she's paid her tax in a nice German beer which I'll be sitting here and sipping and drinking. We're joined by um, the podcast whore, that is uh, Mr Potts, how are you?
2: Hello mate, how you doing? All good, cheers Ferg, good to see you, good to see everyone, good to be on, great news today, good to be an Arsenal fan. He signed a ting, he signed a ting. <laughs> <laughs> Trev, how
0: are you? i um, very good. Thank you, lads. Yeah. All smiley, aren't we, today? Yeah, we've had a long yeah. day, but uh, it's good news. It's, it's a very good day for Arsenal Football Club today. Very good day.
1: And we're also joined from over and over. Uh, we're joined by Richard. Oh, no, we're not. Richard has just uh, dropped off. Um, so, yeah, well, he'll jump back on again in a second. Uh, guys, just to let you know, I'm actually in Reykjavik, uh, so my clock is out by about an hour. Uh, so if you've been watching um, the Twitter feed or watching any of the WhatsApp groups, what I meant by three o'clock was actually four o'clock UK time. So I was right about um, about uh, Miang signing. Richard, uh, we're just saying hello to you and then uh, you disappeared for a second. How are you doing, mate?
3: I'm all right. Yeah, I'm having a few issues, technical issues, shall we say, but I think I'm I'm there
1: now. <laughs> well, well, hopefully we're not. We don't have you on here for your technical prowess. We got you on here for your 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 knowledge and your content that you're gonna you're gonna impart and share with us. Um, Trev, we've well, done a little so. bit of a. We do We've done a little bit of a catch up. Um, uh, we we've done a little bit of a catch up. Uh, after the game, outside the pub I was um, at the West Ham game. And we're going to run through that more in a little bit more detail than than we did before. So we'll look at we'll look at the the game, look at some players in particular. We'll also look at the the, the transfer news that we heard. Obviously with Aubameyang, Martinez, uh, and and a few others. And we'll also look at just. The general regime, because I know Dan spoke to me. What are you
3: laughing at now,
2: Richard. It's just Richard. Like Richard? I don't know what. I
3: can't hear much. I must admit, I don't know how to turn the volume up. Right, do, do, you me, do you want me to take you out
1: of this for a minute while you try and sort yourself out? Are you? What do you want to do? I'll
3: see if I am find some huh? headphones.
1: All right, okay, I'm going to take you out for a minute. You go find some headphones take me for a minute. And when I'll you're come ready. Back. Yeah, all right, okay, so Richard is out for a minute. We're going to look at the regime. We're going to look at um, Dan, you talked about Arteta and Edu and what you want to talk about uh, the regime and, and has have things improved behind the scenes. Uh, players that we need to move on. Um, and I know this is a, a real big one for you, party and, and Oar. Um, uh, Dan, I know, I know you're adamant it's done. And uh I don't think so but we'll talk about that um we'll talk about um why I'm in Reykjavik um and also we'll talk about Abamyang, the signing had the influence his dad had on him um and and so on and so forth from there so starting off with the game the West Ham uh, the West Ham game is coming up at the weekend so we started off our season against Fulham um it was a, an excellent victory against Fulham um uh, Dan, we didn't speak about it uh, because myself and Trev did. What did you make of the game? What was your overall thoughts on
2: the game? I don't think I've seen debuts of Arsenal signings as good as I did. Uh, I'm not even joking. I I gave Gabriel man of the match. Everybody was raving about Willian. I thought Willian was superb as well. But before we go into players, the overall performance just proves to me that art. Arteta has got the best out of every single one of those players. And some of these players, Fergus, we don't want at the club still, you know, for the future. You know, I don't want to see Jacker and Nenny in my midfield in three years' time. But at the moment, they're doing a good job. And that's the reason they're doing a good job is because Arteta's given them the belief. And he's fit f- He's kind of got or playing a system that is making them look pretty good and they can work well in that system. And I think that what he's done now, people said straight away, didn't they? It's only Fulham, calm down. It's only Fulham. But it's not only Fulham, is it? Because we've beaten Sheffield United with this system, Wolves with this system, Liverpool, City, Chelsea, and now the newcomers of Fulham. And everyone said that it's going to be an easy game. You never know. Because we don't know what Fulham are going to do. It's at their place. They've got nothing to lose. They're new to the Premier League. It could be quite hard to see what style they're going to play or how they're going to come up against us. And we suited them down to the ground in every single position. I thought we were better than them. So the way that I saw us line up, I was quite shocked to see Saliba not start uh, and Gabriel get the nods. And I was shocked to see Elneny come in instead of Danny Ceballos. But do you know what? It was a great team performance, probably one of the most complete performances we've seen under Arteta in terms of how we set up. And I think that it was everybody knowing their job and doing their job to the best and at best of their ability. And I think that, like I said before, when you look at Willian and Gabriel coming in there, that's going to be very, very exciting. So overall, a real complete, consistent performance and um, one that Arteta needs to take a lot of credit for, in my opinion.
1: Richard, you—you um, uh, you didn't hear the beginning of that. That was Dan just giving like a, a rundown of what he thought initially of the game. Uh, but early on, there was quite a lot of pressure from Fulham. Uh, what did you make of Fulham's performance? Like, you know, it was only Fulham apparently, um, but you know, they're new to the Premier League, as Dan said, they've got to be up for it.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it was only Fulham, and I think they're going to struggle. I think that was obvious. The first five ten minutes, they looked quite lively, didn't they? Yes. Um, but obviously they they lack the quality needed in the Premier League and I'd have been very disappointed if we didn't win that game. Um, once we settled down, you, you expected Fulham to start well, didn't you? They've just got promoted. They won the playoffs. They would have been well up for the game. Scott Parker would have had them really ready to play. You could see the first 10 minutes, they looked pretty lively. But once we got going, once we got to grips with it, from after about 10 minutes, they would only ever looked like being one winner, didn't they? Yes, it helped getting the early goal. I think an early goal always helps, doesn't it, when you're away from home. Um, and that obviously settled us down. But, yeah, I mean... I mean I wouldn't say it's only Fulham any away game in the Premier League is tough isn't it you've got to play well to win and we did but I'm expecting not um, great things from Fulham if I'm honest I think they're going to struggle this season Um, and you talk about um,
1: they say only Fulham but the pressure was really on Arsenal because we performed so well in the semi-final and the final of the FA Cup uh, we uh, overturned the champions uh, in the community shield by nullifying their midfield very similar to what Leeds did against them and we're unlucky not to not to probably actually get a point at Anfield field against um, we're going to turn you off for a second there uh, you're making a load of noise we <laughs> um, the, 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 what what the
0: pressure was on us, Trev? Don't you think? Yeah, it was. Fergus, um, I just listened to what Dan said. I watched a bit of Dan last. I watched you last night, Dan on on the uh, on the other podcast. Um, and firstly, I owe all the Arsenal players an apology. You know, I do because I said at the back end of last season or the middle of last season, I didn't think those players at the Arsenal were coachable. I honestly said, and I, and I don't mind holding my hands up to it, I think these players are uncoachable. And this is where Arteta has got to take a massive amount of credit because I think what he's doing is <laughs> he's making me seasick, Richard. What what Arteta's doing <laughs> what Arteta's doing is is he's coaching the ones that will be coached and the ones that maybe won't be coached are not getting a game, are they? You know, don't have to name names to see that. I'm not sure. I think we need as many signings as Dan said. I think we've strengthened the defence perfectly. Very happy with that. Gutted to see Martinez go, but we've got El Nenny right now, right? And I think El Nenny's is going to be the shock of the season. He's going to be like a new signing. He's going to be coached by Arteta and he's going to play the Arteta way. As for the game against Fulham, I don't know that we were under pressure early on. Really, were we? I mean, we had that one little, that one little dodgy moment at the back wing. Gabriel made a mess of it. Well he didn't make a mess, did he? But there was a bit of a mess up. And we were all thinking, oh no, we've bought another dodgy centre off. But he never put another foot wrong the boy, did he? Never put another foot wrong. And I thought from much as Dan said, from one to eleven, Fergus, brilliant. Can't fault him. Done all that Dan, was asked uh, of them, and, and they couldn't do any more.
1: Dan, uh, Trev just touched on um Gabriel's initial cock up uh, that Leno got his hand to. Uh, but also fluffed it. Would would um would our Argentinian uh, number two now Villa's number one? Do you think he would have made that cock up?
2: I don't want to talk about a player who's no longer an Arsenal player, Fergus. It doesn't matter, does it? Uh, Leno's our keeper, and as far as I'm concerned. Good on Martinez. He had 10 years at the club. He got his position and he wants to go and play first-team football. And if Leno wouldn't have got injured, we probably would have sold Martinez for about £3 million. Um, Leno's come back in and we've got £20 million for him because he's come out and done that. I personally feel he's better than Aston Villa because Aston Villa are going down. So Martinez is going to end up back in the championship in my opinion. Let's, anyway. Let's, um, let's
1: hope they don't go down because it, it's a £17 million pound fee with a £3 million pound add-on if they stay up. So we want them
2: to stay oh, up is Oh, not,
1: I, <laughs> I, I think West Brom, West Ham, and I don't know one other. Um, who's the third team that got um, promoted? And Fulham. I think those are the three sides that are going down anyway. So,
2: listen, I'd say, listen I went for Fulham, West, Fulham, West Brom, and, and Villa. That's who I've gone for. But uh, okay. fair enough. I think West Ham might just have, have enough. Villa have
0: got a bargain. Villa have got a bargain, and I'll be interested to get your you boys' views here because for for me the last two or three months of last season, we had the best goalkeeper in the Premier League. No goalkeeper in the Premier League was playing better than Martinez. Mm. Uh, some may had good, good periods, but for, for, for what he did, you couldn't really say that anyone was better than Martinez. I think Villa have got a diamond at 20 million.
2: I think um, it's disappointing, as you say, though, Ferg, that we have let him go. It is disappointing, but because we wanted to have two great goalkeepers at the club. But Leno... Is not a reserve keeper. So let's get that straight. We will have a good goalkeeper in goal for this season. Always likes Leno. I can't think of many mistakes or cock-ups he's made in the two. Well, this will be his third season now. So let's uh let's give him give him the credit he deserves. And actually, it's Mayton Niles' diabolical pass back, to be fair. A lot of people say it was Gabriel. It was actually Maiden Niles giving that pass back. I thought, oh mm. dear, what a dreadful pass back that was. Uh and Gabriel, apart from that shaky start, I thought he was outstanding.
1: Richard, I know you, you like a defensive midfielder. Uh, we're not going to talk about that one. I was going to ask you to talk about Elneny instead. Um, what did you make of his performance? I looked at him and I watched how much he was directing uh, the defence and he was directing the back of the midfield. He was talking quite a lot and he was quite vocal. What, what did you make of his overall performance?
3: I thought it was brilliant, actually. I mean, he, he was brilliant in the community shield as well. Um, and he, he looks to be... A better player now, he's come back off loan. Maybe playing for a full season has helped him. Um, Maybe Arteta has managed to get more out of him as he's got more out of lots of others as well. And I I think he he played well. I mean, he looked tidy with the ball. He didn't do anything too clever. He didn't try and be clever. He got the ball and passed it quickly, kept us possession of the ball, kept the ball moving and stuff like that. And it was great to see. And, you know, it's almost eased a little bit of pressure on me. We do need to strengthen the midfield. I think that's obvious. But if we don't manage to do it because of the way the market is or whatever the situation, having Elneny back in the squad has improved our midfield squad, hasn't it? It, You know, it's given us an extra option in there, which we didn't have last season. So it's, you know, yes, we need better than that if we want to really push on from where we are. But I think he's an improvement to the squad from last season. And I'm happy about that.
1: I, I've often said uh, on this podcast and on on some Facebook and some WhatsApp groups that El Nenny is no—he's not going to set the world on fire, but he's definitely a water carrier, and you do need water carriers like that in your squad. Uh, Gilberto Silva—he's nowhere near that quality, but he was an uh, an Edu also was—they were understated, underappreciated players. Um, Dan, William, um, you you said you had him down as your man of the match. I thought he was man of the match, although I uh, know. Uh, Many people had him down as man of the match. Um, BBC, like you, went with Gabrielle, but William um, uh, had two really good chances and also two assists. As the first player since Ray Parlour in 1992 versus Liverpool to have two two assists um, in his on the debut game. Uh, what did you make of his performance? Did, was it a, was he? I, I think he was caught slightly unawares for that very first. Um, Uh, opportunity, do you think?
2: Yeah, but I thought his performance was outstanding and not just what he did on the ball, but off it as well. You know, you can really see why Arteta wanted this player. Working so hard, Go back and watch that first half from William and straight away you see why Arteta's bought him because he's fit straight in. He created the most chances for Chelsea. He created more chances than any Arsenal midfielder put together for Chelsea. He is going to create chances for us. He is going to assist. He's a great set-piece taker. I think going forward, he brings us that energy and brings us back to life. And the goal that we actually scored, the Abamian goal that he assisted, that was the exact replica of the Liverpool uh, goal in the Community Shield. And he was a massive part of that. I think as well what we're william brings is not just the flair and the energy but he's got that experience and i think that straight away i saw him and obamiang just looking like they were on the same wavelength so for me gabrielle most complete performance for a debut but william was right up there for me and just missed out on the man of the match but pretty much set up every goal so um yeah fantastic debut for william
1: Ex ex Chelsea player signs for Arsenal. Another one. Um, what 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 have you? Um, what did you make of his performance overall? And you know, did did you like me? Notice that he just created lots of space. And my missus is having a hissy fit here in the background. She's getting slowly sloshed with my daughter, and they are just laughing and laughing and laughing. And they're putting me off a little bit.
2: So I apologise. <laughs> is that because you've got no underwear on, Ferg? Is that what it is?
1: I, I do have underwear on. My daughter's here, mate. Out, <laughs> <laughs> um I, I could flip the camera around but that might be embarrassing for some people. But, <laughs> um but uh yeah, what what did you make of his performance? I no. thought he created lots of space and he he put himself in positions where he was unmarkable at times.
0: Yeah. Uh, Fergus, I think he's but the signings we've had from Chelsea is a different level, this lad, and too. We we d I, I don't think we've got like their what what I always thought was their cast offs This William lad is a proper player and he's still at the top of his game. And Chelsea were desperate to keep him, weren't they? But they couldn't hang on to him, you know. So it's 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 like it's a bit of a different situation. But I agree with everything that Dan said, and also, you know, that William, he was lifting all the players around him as well. You could see the players, the positivity from him. He's, like, contagious, you know, and it spreads amongst the team. And it was a pleasure to watch the lad play. And, and I thought Gabriel was mad of the match, but William was close. And I thought El- Elneny was close. And I, I, know, I know we might mention him later, but just to sow the seed in your ears, I thought that Holding had a cracky game as well. I thought that Rob Holding didn't put a foot wrong all day. I was very happy with him. So, but no, William is a different class to what we've had in the past. Um, and, and, and it excites me greatly. It excites, if we don't sign another player this season, I'm still excited. I'm no, still excited. We're,
1: sign, we're signing two more, but we'll talk about that later, Hey Dan? Um, go go into more detail. Go into more uh, detail more. about... Um, three more. <laughs> three more. <laughs> <laughs> OK, go into more detail about holding and what you thought his performance was then. Trev?
0: It, it just... He just wanted to play, didn't he? He just seems so composed. The more more game time he's had, it's been such fractured game time he's had over the few years he's been with us, you know. He's never had a consistent run. But I've really got it in my head that if he had a consistent run, um, we're going to see him special, you know. And and it was very interesting what Arteta said. Arteta said, didn't he, that he said to to Rob Holding, please don't go anywhere, stay with me, come on the journey, you know, you're part of the plans. And, and and that could only fill Rob Holding full of confidence and, and make him make him want to play for the Arsenal, um, and that bit of skill, them techers, if Ronaldo or Messi or Neymar do that bit of skill that Holding did, it's all over the news for the next two weeks, isn't it? Fantastic.
1: Uh, Richard, uh, do you agree with Bradley and his comments there um, with the likes of Holding and and Mari and so on? Do we have strength and depth in the squad, particularly in in, in the defensive side of things, I think?
3: Definitely defensive, we do. Yeah. I mean, you think of the players that we were missing at the weekend um, that couldn't play David Luiz, Saliba. Um, Pablo Mari, of course. Um, so yeah, we've definitely got strength in in depth in defence. I still think we're a little bit lacking in midfield in terms of strength. I think if one or two injuries there, we could be uh, struggling a little bit in midfield. I think, but I say El coming in to maybe help that a little bit. And I think you know in the forward positions, we've got a lot of strength there as well, so overall I do think we do have, I mean the goalkeeper situation now is a little bit of a strange one because um, we did have two great goalkeepers didn't we um, and now we've got one great goalkeeper and a largely unknown, either Matt Macy if they're going to keep him or this um, is it a Norwegian guy isn't it that was meant to be buying, that no one landed. really knows too much about, oh is the yeah, I was yeah so you know um, Richard, Richard we, I'm in
1: Reykjavik remember I told you at the beginning
3: <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't
1: here then was i oh yeah yeah you're messing about with your phone sorry that's why that's why i was yeah, i was up on, i was, on, I, was trying to get... uh, I put up on twitter for everyone to watch out for three o'clock set your alarm, alarm clocks for three o'clock not knowing that uh it was four o'clock in london yeah well
3: yeah sorry i mean excellent is it why it's so dark
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm I'm waiting for the northern lights to start in a few minutes.
3: <laughs> you won't get many where you are mate. <laughs> no no. <laughs> <laughs> um Gabriel scores
1: on his debut um an excellent goal on his debut um Lacazette scores uh, and uh Laca scores his fourth goal versus um Fulham. And then obviously that team goal, which was, as Dan said, a carbon copy of the, the goal we, we scored. Was it against Liverpool in the Community Shield that worked out from basically from the midfield back to the defence and then up along the left, left wing, uh, Bellerin. Again, as you know, I'm not a huge fan, but he didn't put a foot wrong on that, and he was he was involved again on on that up to William uh, rather than Celebus, I think it was the last time. But Arasaka, um, what did you make of uh, the uh, goal, um, Dan? Because I know you. Um, uh, sorry, somebody just somebody just rumbled me. <laughs> it's not dark in iceland right now (laughs) listen listen arnie i'm just trying to cover myself because um i was told and assured by a very very good source who gives me a lot of information that uh the unveiling uh would be today and it would be at three o'clock and he said release uh, some information, try and get ahead of Arsenal in the news. And um, when Aubameyang put his egg timer uh, tweet up, I put the three o'clock, accept your alarm clocks, uh, Aubameyang is signing. Um, uh, and all of a sudden it got delayed till four o'clock, uh, making me look like a right numpty. So as far as everyone else is concerned, please Arnie, don't tell anybody else, but it's dark and in Reykjavik. Well, Essex, Reykjavik. Uh, So, talk more about that goal, please, uh, Dan.
2: Yeah, I thought it was exceptional, and that's exactly what Arteta wants. You know, you look at it coming out from the goalkeeper... Bellerin, El Neni, Lacazette, all of them involved. And then a fantastic pass from Willian, you know, exactly the same as what Saka did for Aubameyang in the Community Shield. And I'm just getting into this position now where Aubameyang is on one-on-one on goal in those positions. And I just got confidence it's going to go in. And I was watching it with my dad and I just fought goal, you know, as soon as it got to that stage. And I'm starting to have that much confidence now. The kind of goals that we see from, the goal from Gabriel obviously was the header, but if you look at a complete performance for a debut, he's kept a clean sheet, he scored a goal, and he was the commanding centre-back we've needed for 16 years. Aerial ability, I told you boys this guy was a special signing and it was a hell of a debut and everyone said shaky start, he's going to have a shaky start. He ain't played for six months because France cancelled their league and also it's the first game in the Premier League. I thought he was very, very good. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he and Saliba can bring to the table. But in terms of the team goal, I was really impressed. And Arteta's got to be looking at that, thinking it's finally getting to the stage now where my coaching is paying off, because that was a complete goal for what Arteta is trying to work towards. So that, for me, was the goal of the game, without a doubt.
1: Trev, um, you're man of the match, I think you said already. You said you went with Gabriel, did you?
0: I did, yeah. I thought... Just licked it. I could have given it to four or five of them to be honest with you, Fergus, but purely because it was as Dan just said, you know, it was his first game in the Premiership, first game for many months, first game for the Arsenal. He's a young lad, couldn't have asked for any more. Couldn't have asked for any more. Um, it's wonderful to see a big, tall Arsenal centre half going and scoring an eddy goal. We've not had that for years, we've not had that for years. I mean. You know the big, the big German. He was about seven foot tall, but you could count on one hand the amount of edit goals he scored. He couldn't couldn't score with a literal very rarely, and for this lad to do it in his weeks. first game, he it took fifteen weeks to turn a, turn a corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So, but uh, just you couldn't have asked for more from the young lad. You, it's such a delay on this sound tonight. It's driving me to distraction.
1: It's all right, my end.
3: You
2: mean I got rid of my laptop for nothing? <laughs> <You> just... <laughs> there's a delay with Trev. I think there's a delay <laughs> Re- with Trev.
3: I yeah,
1: I think, <laughs> think there's slightly. Rich, that might just be... It must race, be a satellite well.
3: delay from Reykjavik. That's what it is.
1: Uh, yeah, it yeah, probably is. There. <laughs> I need to put another ice cube in the in the meter. Uh, Richard, who was your man of the match then?
3: I mean, I think it's difficult to choose between Gabriel and William. really. I I think both of those, I mean, two debuts as well for the club. That's probably the first time ever there's been two players on their debut for the club that's both been that influential in the game. I can't ever remember that happening before. Um, Probably, I don't know, maybe Bamiyang's debut. I think Mkhitaryan had a couple of assists and Bamiyang scored. So maybe those two. But it's very rare, isn't it? You get two players making their debut that have that much of an impact. Uh, they were both brilliant, really. I mean, William had a hand in all three goals. Um, absolutely brilliant he was. His movement, um, his just quality on the ball, his quality off the ball. I mean, there was one time when he, he ran away back to tackle back on the edge of the area and all that kind of stuff, you know, working really hard for the team. Uh, you know, he's got a winning mentality. He's been at Chelsea, won a lot of trophies. He's bringing that to us, isn't he, that winning mentality. Gabriel's a young lad. I mean, I don't want to get too excited about him, but that was as good a debut from a defender that I think I've ever seen, ever. He was just almost flawless like that at the beginning it was more communication mistake, mistake I think bearing in mind he doesn't really speak much English does he so I don't know how they were communicating at the back he maybe heard a shout from Leno to leave it maybe he did maybe he didn't I don't know um but other than that he was flawless wasn't he I mean mm. brilliant with the ball he came out with a ball his passing was assured um he's obviously a big strong lad he was he was winning his one-on-one I mean one-on-one defending he was brilliant nobody I don't think anybody got past him in in the game at all Um, and he's comfortable with the ball. And that's exactly what Arteta wants. The, The way we play football out from the back now, we need defenders who are comfortable on the ball. We haven't really had that previously. We tried to do it with under Emery at the beginning, if you remember, got nowhere with it because the defenders weren't good enough with the ball. So he's addressed that. We all the defenders we've got now. Maybe Rob Holding's the only one. Sometimes I feel a little bit—is he quite as good with the ball as some of the others? He had a great game on on Saturday. I'm not going to say he didn't, but sometimes he doesn't look quite as assured with the ball as the others do. He, um, he looked—he
1: he looked good, Richard, in the Community Shield, in fairness.
3: Yeah, no, I'm not saying he's, hes not. I'm not saying he's not playing well because he is. I just feel as though compared to the others with the ball at his feet, he's maybe not quite as assured with it with it as some of the others look, but whether that's just I, because I, he maybe doesn't I think, look, I don't know. He just seems, he doesn't seem quite as comfortable maybe as the others do he's, with the ball feet. He,
1: he's, as, he's probably as good as David Luiz is in that central role off the three. Um, David Luiz is probably, as you say, better with his feet. But, you know, as a defender, he's mm. going to clear the ball away uh, in the main. I know, uh, yes, you are right yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, there is more ball-playing defenders required, as there are more, like, sweeper-keepers required in, in, in Premier League football now. Mm. Listen, that game, that yeah, game, yeah. Uh, we've we've not lost um, in, in any competition in September uh, since 2015. Uh, we've won our first consecutive opening game since 2015. Um, uh, the season of 2009-2010, uh, um, which I think is probably the last time that we could say that we possibly even looked close to challenging uh, for uh, a title. Uh, wasn't that? Was that the? That it all went south um, at Wembley against Birmingham in that year. But leading up to that, we we were doing quite well beforehand, don't you think, Dan? You weren't I
2: think my, I think my, no, I think my sounds. Could you hear me?
1: I can hear you. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I can't hear you.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Go to, go to, go to someone else. I can't hear what you're saying.
0: Oh. <laughs> Trev. Oh, so you it wasn't me then. Take no. it back. <laughs> um, I, I tell you what, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna look
1: at some other. Some other areas. Yeah, okay, Dan. All I asked, all I said to you, that it was the first time we've won consecutive opening games since 2009 2010 season. The last season that we looked like we could possibly contend uh, for winning the title. And it all went south, I think, against Birmingham um, in the League Cup final when we got beaten with uh, Koschelny and. um, Uh, uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, do, do, Do you think this team has possibly got the makings? To be getting up there and challenging again,
2: I think he's got the makings of challenging for top four. Yeah, but I don't think we're going to be anywhere near the title. I think that's got to be got to be said. Um, I'm excited by the um, Edu and Arteta combination but I don't feel that we're there yet. I think we can change for top four, but I still think that we need a couple of signings, which we'll come on to in a bit, to do that, uh, to give us a real chance for cementing top four. And the reason I say that is people go on and say, that, oh, we won't catch up with Chelsea or Manchester United. Manchester United and Chelsea haven't done anything at the back this, in this window. They've still got the worst goalkeeper out of the three of us. I'd have Leno over De Gea and Kepa, 100%. They haven't got the defenders that I believe that will excite me. Because Maguire, I don't really see, is as great as everyone says. Lindelof has done nothing. I don't like Rudiger or Zuma. Um, so, for, and Thiago Silva is going to be kind of a bit part player. I don't think he's at 36, going to be playing 38 games a season. I'd rather take a punt on Gabriel and Saliba and see what they've got. Yeah. If I had the chance of everyone else. So, OK, going forward and in midfield, they might be able to leave us dead in the water. But they haven't got a Bamiang. Uh, in my opinion, they haven't got a striker that can get 30 goals a season. So, why can't we compete with Sh- Chelsea and Man United this season? I don't look at them and fear them. I wouldn't go into the game against them and think, I don't fancy a Yang running at Kurt Zuma or Riddiger. I don't fancy, you know, Yang running at Harry Maguire. Of course, I do. I think we do well. But consistently over the season, have we got enough? I'm not so sure. I mean, Brad makes a good point about strength in depth. If you look at the yes, uh, sorry, against Fulham, you've got Pepe, you've got Martinelli when he's fit you've got Saka you know william has been brought in the mix you've got Eddie to bring on you've got Joe Willock who's got legs in midfield um, you brought on Danny Ceballos you know it's now starting to look a little bit better and the one thing Trevor's said about having some uh, some height at the back Saliba's 6'4 Gabriel's 6'3 David six 6'2 Pablo Maria's 6'4 there's no more idiots like Mustafi and Socrates you know 5'10 trying to be a centre-half we've got some real commanding centre-backs now You know, commanding ones that look like they can have aerial ability and strength and presence. And that's what we've needed in this Arsenal team for many years now. And if we can get the right players in, I think we could cement top four this season. But it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough.
1: You talk about Edu and Arteta. Um, Edu and Arteta seem to be making uh, big moves and 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 change in the club. Arteta now has got promoted to manager rather than head coach. Has the previous regime made it hard for them, Dan? This was your question, so I'll I'll let you start with it, and I'd like Trevor to come in, and then Richard. So, um, Dan, you go first.
2: So Arsene Wenger, Ivan Gazidis, Raul and Emery are supposed to be the experts. And what they have done is left the club in an absolute mess for the Edu and Arteta novices to take over. And that's what I can't stand about it. This team, these two are still picking up the pieces that Arsene Wenger and Gazidis left. They've still got to try and get rid of players that Arsene Wenger bought, like Kalasadak. They've still got Ozil just sitting there wasting skin in the club. They can't do nothing about it. They can't shift them because the players are on ridiculous wages. Mustafi's injured, so obviously he's not going to be going, but he's still got 90k a week. So the previous regime have left these players on ridiculous contracts and now it is impossible for us to get rid of them in this transfer window. which is then affecting the funds for us to go and buy players. And what I can't stand about that is that these players are so bad that over the last four or five years, they are still at the club, which means the previous regime have not done their job. And I think personally, Edu and Arteta are looking at these players and they're thinking, I might have to keep some of them because you know I don't even think I can actually get rid of some of these. They're so bad, I I don't think anybody wants them. You're looking at Kalasinak, for example. He's always oh, going to Germany. He's on 125k a week. Who is going to pay him 125k a week? If he was a good footballer, I'd understand it. He's not. Yeah, He's not a good footballer. So he's on 125k a week, and someone's got to try and pay him like that. He's going to stay because nobody wants these players. So the previous regime have put these players on ridiculous wages and now we're stuck with them. And I think we have to live with that. We're not going to be able to get rid of some of them, And I think we're going to have to just accept that. The ones that we could potentially get rid of, we may have to take a whack on one or two of them. And what I mean by that is I wouldn't rule out Let's say a better in leaving yet, or maybe even, and I hate to say it, a Maitland Niles if Wolves come in with a 30 million bid. Because I think we need money, and, and teams know we need money because we want to get these two signings in, and they're going to cost a combined 90 to 100 million. And we haven't got that in the bank. So unless Kroenke gives us the 100 million, which I don't think he's going to do. Uh, which is frustrating, and I'll come on to that in a minute, Um, then I think we're going to have to try and sell these players somehow. And it's going to be very, very difficult because the previous regime have left us in a complete mess. And I feel sorry for Edu and Arteta. I really do.
1: Trev, do you feel the
0: same? Unfortunately, you know I am the same. I feel very similar to Dan. I, I, I'm, I'm so looking forward to Wenger's book coming out, you know, because it, it might just shed some light on, on why we turned out to be such an average team at the end of his tenure. And, and, and then why, why we went for a player for a manager like Emery. I, I, I was excited when Emery first come in. I thought, yeah, okay, the, the Arsenal are not stupid. They'll have got someone that, that can do the job. And he couldn't. Um, I do think with Emery that he wasn't helped by the players he had, and that was what prompted my my comment of saying these players are uncoachable when clearly they are coachable. Um, I I, I don't know. I I, I, I honestly think that maybe the plan we've got now is a two-year plan. Well, I'm hoping it is because, as Dan rightly said, some of the players we've got now, they're not going to move on. They're not going to move on and take massive cuts in their wages. So, looking at another season down the line, we we Ozil goes, you know, is off the is off the books, and 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 whoever else is off the books, and then maybe the plan goes on from there. So I think with what, I mean, Dan, you mentioned you and and uh, Arteta. The, 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 it looks very streamlined now, our, the leadership of our club. I like it. I like it a lot. I think they've all got a purpose. They've all got a vision. They've all got an aim. And we can see that as fans. And it's just important as fans that we can see that. Um, so I think it's a two-year plan. I think we'll do as best we can with what we've got and use it how we can. And then at the end of next season, or excuse me, the end of this season now, isn't it? We might see some more changes and some more advances. So, yeah, uh, I mean, it's interesting. You can you can draw. A, it's been all over the news tonight. That Gareth Bale is having talks with Tottenham, going back to Tottenham, right? Gareth Bale's on twice the amount of money that Özil is on. Yet teams are interested in him because they know he's a player, right? No one will go near Özil. No one will go near Özil because they've seen him. They've they've looked in. They've looked at how he's been at the Arsenal for whatever reason. And um, we've just got to carry him. I think we'll end up carrying him for another season then he'll be off with a pocket full of money.
2: Why he would anyone sign- go near sign- him, though? Why would anyone go sign- near that guy?
1: He can sign for anybody once in January. Richard, uh, your thoughts on, on Edu Arteta and uh, the previous regime?
3: Yeah, but obviously it, there was... Um, it, we, we were heading in the wrong direction, wasn't we, towards the end of Wenger and obviously the whole of Emery's kind of time there and, and under Raul as well, possibly. But I, I do feel as though we we're a little bit harsh on some of the players. Let's remember, Kolasinac was a good player when we signed him. He was very right. well thought about, wasn't he? Um, and he had a good first season as well. No. He did. And he, he, no. He, he, he's a he be- had a good first he's season. A beast.
1: No, he's a beast. He's a big fella. He had about four good games. And if you're going to go on about Gwenzouzi or you're going to go on about Chaka uh, you might as well just hang up now,
3: honestly. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I, I just feel that when we when we got the players, you know, that they weren't they wasn't bad players when we got them, was they? Klasnac was, I say, a great he was player of the year in Germany, the year we bought him. Mustafi had won the World Cup when we bought him. And I'm not saying Ozil they, they became the better Cup. because they didn't. No, exactly. Well, Urza was a world-class player. Let's let's not make no mistake about it. He was a world-class player. He was a world-class that's player lame. when we bought him. He was he was a world-class player for the first couple of years that he was with us. He's obviously he's got issues going on away from football. I think that's created the issue that he's got in terms of his performances and why he's not playing. But that that's a separate too thing. Too much really. money
1: counting his money. That's what he does. He just spends too much money and spends much, too much time counting his money, Richard. Uh, he doesn't so want to play. So, football.
3: are we going to say? Are we going to say the same now with Abyme? Okay, so Starting a big contract. Okay. Is he going to be counting his money?
1: Uh, uh, Abyme is slightly different. Abyme actually wants to play football. Fergus,
3: hang on tell. a minute. Hang on, Trev. Hang on, Trev. Ozil uh, did when he, when he signed his contract. He wanted to play football. It's only now. I mean, I think he wants to play football no, now, but he's not getting an opportunity no, to, is
1: we, he? We we had the debate on this podcast about Ozil versus um, Sanchez. Who would you rather have? And I actually went for Ozil over Sanchez because I thought he was a better quality player in the sense of a technical player and so on. But I felt that Sanchez was more a snake in the grass. Um, and as it happened, Sanchez was was moving for money, he thought he was going to City, end up at United. Hated, and wanted to come back. Um, but Ozil, you know, if if he was a true professional, and I don't want to go into a big Ozil debate, but if he was a, a true professional at the top of his game, he would want to be playing. He would want to be number one. Uh, I know. Do you not think he does player. want to play? I, no, I, 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 no, I don't think he does. And uh, I know it's a bit choreographed what uh, was put out today. But the one thing that stuck with me about Abamyang, he said, I want to be a legend. I want to be like Wright. I want to be like Burkamp. I want to be like Henri. So, you know, he wants to be like Adams. So I think he he will turn up. And I do think for his 300 to 400 grand a week that he's going to get, um, I think we will get a return on it. It's, it's an expensive return, but I think we will get a return on it.
3: No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy he signed. I don't care how much money he's getting at Birmingham because he's, he's brilliant and we, we need him. We, can't, we won't be successful without him because we'll never replace him, I don't think. Um, and at the time Ozil signed his contract, he probably was given that contract because we'd lost Sanchez and the club didn't feel as though we could lose two high-profile lose two. players at the same time for free. Which, no, exactly. So Ozil got um, the contract. Maybe it wasn't his fault. He was the, he was the one that was left, so they give it to him. And he, I don't believe that that's necessarily the reason why he's not playing now.
1: He would he would have got that contract I don't think as it well is. because we needed to keep one of them because Venga was also under huge yeah. pressure as well. So it was a whole yeah yeah exactly
3: yeah. That pot, And that was that comes is. back to what Dan said, isn't it? About the, the the regime at the club at the time. It was a it was we were badly run at that time, and that was one of the one of the consequences of it, wasn't it? Giving with that massive contract, letting send well not in fact, letting Sanchez go, but that was a, that's what happened as well. And it's a several things, isn't it? And now it's almost like we can draw a line under that. And say, right, that's finished. We've got a new regime in place we've got a new system as trev said it's now streamlined as well and we can now move forward and what's happened before yeah it was frustrating four or five years really frustrating but that's gone now and i don't really i'm not that bothered about that now what i care about now is that we've got the right or we seem to have the right people in the right positions to do the right job and that's what seems to be happening this is the start of the process i know we've we've sort of Keep hearing about the process. but to me, this is the start of the new process moving forward, and I think it's positive. It's a positive step that the club have taken, and it maybe took a bit longer to get here than it should have done, and we made a few mistakes along the way. Yes, of course we did, but that's behind us now. Hopefully, we've learned from that. We've put the right things in place. We can now move forward and um, in a positive way, and we can become a serious club again, seriously challenging for honors again. And I believe that we will be it's very, very quickly if now. You wanna-
1: Trevor, I, I, I cut you short. You were trying to interject on that one. What were you going to say? <laughs> Is he on mute? mute? He's put himself on mute. I'll unmute Fuck. you. Go on, old man. That's it.
0: No, yeah, I was on mute. I was on mute. Stop <laughs> laughing, Danny Fox. I, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I agree, I, I agree with Richard. The problems with Ozil, in my view, run deeper than the football field. There's something not right there. And if he needs help, he needs help. But what I can't understand is that, an Ozil has been a world-class player in years gone by, right? He has been a world-class player. There's no doubt in that. But what I can't work out, and this just shows what a bad place we were in with our leadership, is that we didn't give a world-class Ozil this big contract he's on now. When we gave Urzil this world-class contract, this high contract, Urzil was playing, wasn't very good at all. And I think the only reason he's got it is because, as you rightly just said, we didn't want to lose Ozil and Sanchez at the same time. When the fact of the matter is, we should have got rid of them both. Neither of them were interested at that time. We should have done exactly what we're doing now: having a clear out, starting again, and being fresh and being positive. And and that was never going to happen under that regime at the time. We're now got a, we've now got a leadership in place that, that that are not afraid, obviously, to stand up to these players. We've seen it: Ozil don't get a look in, Gwendeusi's not getting a look in, Terreira <laughs> is on right on the verge, you know. Sokratis and, and uh, Mustafi Aren't good enough, we've bought in the defenders This lot we've got in now is a Completely, you flip the coin, fully over With this lot, we're full of positivity And, and I'll tell you now, I'll put my Kevin Keegan head on, I think we'll Get top four and Judges last night, old judges Baldy judges said something Really important right And he's dead right, we play Liverpool In a couple of weeks and Whereas in years gone by, I'd have been thinking, oh, God, it's Liverpool. I'm now looking forward to it. I'm now looking forward to us going to Liverpool. And I'm looking forward to us coming away, quite likely with a win, the way we're playing at the moment. You know, we're very, very good boys. Elneny is like a new signing. I, I told you, I, was, I went to watch the Arsenal play uh, in Vittoria, didn't I, last year? I came on a podcast, I can't remember a lot about it. But <laughs> the, you left, the following you night... You lost your hotel room key. I remember that. <laughs> the, the following night, you know, um, Braga were playing at home just up the road. And me and my lad, we went to watch Braga. And they're playing against El Neni's Turkish side. And El Neni... It, that night, El Neni looked a different player to anyone I'd seen play for Arsenal. The El Neni I've played for Arsenal. He looked positive. He'd been given a bit of freedom. And that's why I'm saying El Neni now is going to be like a new signing. We, forget about the Elneny of the past Forget about it He's back he's, he, His time with us started this season for me And I mean let's look at it this way Take away Elneny of the last two or three seasons However long he's been with us And we, this season we sign this unknown bloke called El Nenny. We sign him No one's heard of him He comes into the Arsenal Comes into the side of the charity shield and plays like that Then he comes out against Fulham and he plays like that We'd all be ranting We'll all be saying we've signed a world beater. We'll you know? all be saying, forget so, Thomas Party, we've got someone better. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Although I partying, fairness, no, no, absolutely. I wouldn't mind Party, in fairness. No, no, absolutely, Richard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You spot on there, Trev. Definitely. Listen,
1: if we're looking at uh, at the squad and the, the squad setup, we've got to move some players on. Um, The likes of Guendouzi Torreira looks like he's gone to Torino on a loan with a a compulsory purchase option at the other end of it. Probably something to do with COVID-19 and finances and everything else, and his price gets a little bit cheaper after a year. We bought him for, what was it, 25? It sounds like we're going to reap probably 22 million but not have his wages for for another year. Who else, Richard, would you get rid of out of the squad? Just keep it reasonably brief.
3: Um, I think some of the defenders probably aren't going to play much. Socrates isn't going to play, easy. if we're honest. He didn't play much last year towards the end of the season. So probably get rid of him. We might get a little bit of money for him, possibly. Um, other, other, than, other than that, really, I mean, unless we're going to bring people in, we can't afford to get rid of too many because it's going to leave us short on numbers, isn't it? Um, so I would say Socrates, obviously, terreira and Guendouzi, if we get rid of them three, the money that we get there can fund some more purchases hopefully um and yeah I, w- I would maybe look at it look at it like i mean rob rob holding is, is the other one that i would be i'm not 100 percent convinced i think he's been playing quite well the last couple of games which is great um but i think with everybody's fit is he going to get to play much that's my worry with him um I and think, he obviously think, we were about to get rid of him on loan wasn't we
1: i think that is key uh, if everyone's fit and unfortunately in defense um we don't have uh, we've got too many injuries in defence, so he uh, at the moment, yeah. Will, yeah. W- will remain, I think, at, at least January. And then he could go to Newcastle on loan, but they'll probably have done their business and we'll probably uh, not stop with him, but we'll probably have him for the rest of the season. because been, I mean, a Chambers of as well,
3: don't forget. Chambers is has been injured. Yeah, I mean, he, big, is he going to get much game time? I don't think so. Maybe, maybe try to move him on if we can, but he's injured, so probably not. He's not worth much money, is he, at the minute? That's the other problem with, with um, Chambers, I, possibly.
1: What about Shaka? Would you get rid of Shaka?
3: I would. I would buy him and leave him in my house, but I'd keep him I in the team. <laughs> <laughs> he, he could live with me. No problem.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know the missus wouldn't be too pleased, but I'm sure you could squeeze. No him problem. Well, I don't know. <laughs> she, she she
3: she likes him as well, so it'd be fine. We can share him. We can share him. A couple of days <laughs> oh, each. Dear.
1: Stop! 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 stop. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, Dan, I'm sure. You, I'm sure you've got a long list. Who would you get rid of?
2: uh okay we need 90 to 100 million don't we to get the two players that i want in so socrates can just go for 5 million just get rid of the guys on ridiculous wages just give him to napoli for 5 million um torreira 24 million we're told guendouzi i think will be a similar thing nice. i think it will be a uh, really nice good man really i think nice. Gwen hang on guendouzi hey eh? what's yeah. happening now there. i think drunk, he's out mate? of you now no, he's no, 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 had too many, many now, many. now aren't he? No, 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 no 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 i i am million.
1: not i'm, I'm not C- carry on <laughs>
2: i just think well, it was a really well, nice beer that was all <laughs> uh so yeah Islandic. so socrates for five socrates for five million torreira for 24 million guendouzi for a similar price uh but it'll probably be a loan again and then we'll have to Get the money next year I imagine if he goes to La Liga or back to France. Uh, I'm going to go with Martinez for 20 million because we believe he's off and that leaves Callum Chambers. I don't think we're going to get expected to get anything more than 15 million tops if I'm honest with you and that's proper tops with, with all the add-ons on it. That gets just below 90 million so for me if we want these two players we're going to have to find some more money from somewhere and if that is going to be a player that people might get upset about losing, I would take it because it is worth getting the two players that I want in. So that's what I'm going to say. That gives 89 million from what I've just my calculations. So we've still got time, boys. This is going to be a busy next couple of weeks. Trust me.
1: Fred, anyone to add to that list?
0: No, not really. Not really. I. I... If I'm honest, I, I'm a bit gutted that Guendouzi is going to end up leaving the club because I think if he, if the young man sorted himself out, I think there's a player in there. Um, Torreira, we, he, he needs to go because he's never settled here. But Fergus, can I change the subjects a little bit? Because there's one yeah. thing with me: something really important happened in the Fulham game. Something really important happened in the Fulham game. Lacazette scored, you know, I know and I'm said. hoping. That that kicks off him to uh, for him having a special season, Lacazette. Because I know a lot of people saying, "Oh yeah, Lacazette," but I really do think there's a there's a player there with a big season in him. And if he fires off alongside Albamyang, we're going to take some stopping, boys. We're going to take some stopping. I'm a bit different to Dan. I I, I saw that that you say his name? That French lad, Aioli or uh, Aioli <laughs> or. Wow. Uh, oh, Uh, I saw him him play for the French under-23s or under-21s when he played alongside Guendouzi, and he looked all right. But if we're going to sign one more player, I want this party bloke in. I think with our big defence and and then party playing in front of them, that that does me. We've got the creativity in front of them. We've got the creative midfielders there if we need them. So bring party in, and I'm done. I'm happy. Lacazette firing are all stealing those. Albami and banging them in for fun. Martinelli to come back to freshen us up around Christmas time. Boys, get your money on us winning the league. I'm done. That's it. Get us on. We're going to win the league.
1: I, th- I think we've done enough on party and who are. Unless you want to have your two minutes of fame on this one, then uh, Dan...
2: <laughs> nah, listen, all I wanted to say was that I believe these two will push us forward and they will be the future of our Arsenal midfield. Thomas Partey is the enforcer. He's great on the ball, great in transition. Hossamuar is the hottest prospect in football going forward. Everybody is talking about this guy. And I think that if you add Danny Sabahis into that, you've got a balanced, hard-working midfield that has got so much energy in it. Elneny and Chaka do well, but they're slow. Oh, and they're very slow, by the way. And we don't need slow midfielders. They're okay at the moment, but trust me, going forward, they won't be the answer. These three will be. This could be a very exciting midfielder. Danny Sabas brings energy. So does Party, And Hossamuwa looks so creative. And with Aubameyang going to be in front of that, with the Willians and Pepe's and Lacazette's as well, with Saka's and Martinelli's, I'm with Trev. Let's get excited if we get these two boys in.
1: And uh, there's quite... I got quite solid Im- information on—is it Runars- uh, Runarsson? Runarsson. <laughs> uh, Runarsson. It's my accent again. Um, Dijon and Iceland keeper. Uh, I think he's coming in as a replacement for uh, Martinez. Me, whatever. You, you're at his name.
3: house now, having a uh, chat to him. <laughs> I am.
1: He's got some really good beers. He
0: <laughs> looks like um, it.
1: Yeah, it does. Uh, One point five million pounds. That's good business, if that is the case. To get twenty million in coming in for uh, like a net figure for for Emmy, and, and then to get a number two stroke, number three, because uh, Macy could step into. Um, the uh the, the number two sp- uh spot permanently rather than you know always always the bridesmaid and never well not even the bridesmaid, you know. Um yeah. So I don't know. I, well, our new I goalkeeper
2: coach isn't it our new goalkeeper coach works with him over in Norway apparently or Denmark, I can't remember now. So yeah, um he's liked he liked him and um I think that uh if that's what Arteta wants, that's what Arteta gets as far as I'm concerned.
1: And yeah, our boys, team just, to
0: you just while we're talking about Macy, Fergus, just yeah. just while we're talking about Macy, I saw a post on on social media yesterday from an Arsenal fan and it said this was the post. Right. Word for word. How bad is Matt Macy? Give me a break. Give me a, if you're going to ask about a goalkeeper at the Arsenal when you're an Arsenal fan. Ask how good is Matt Macy? How good is Matt Macy? I've, that I've seen Matt Macy play a few times and he's never let us down. He's never let us down. A, Who knows how good he's going to be. We never knew how good Martinez was going to be, did we? So deserves a chance. Exactly. That, wasn't yeah. a guy
1: called, that wasn't a guy called Lee Gunner, was it by any chance? <laughs> say, uh, I wouldn't
0: says. know because, uh, do you know what, Fergus, since you mentioned that lad, right? I, there's lots of, there's lots of Arsenal media things I don't agree with. Um, But that's more about their format than the people themselves. I know a lot of them. You know, I've had chats with most of the lads off AFTV and I've had some chats with other lads. Uh, I've met them personally. And although I don't like the format of what they do on social media, I've got nothing against them as people because every time I've met any of them, they've been thoroughly decent people and I've had good conversations with them. But this chap you've just mentioned... He's putting himself on dangerous ground. He is. My God, some of the things he comes out with are, are like, and, and, and to be honest with you, I don't know what he comes out with now because because I wouldn't. I, I, he's blocked, gone, finished, like. But uh, I can't work him out. What, what? What is he? What's his? What's his goal? What's his aim from social media? Kitchen.
2: To get as much many followers and as much money as he can. And if he's gonna be a twat to do it, he'll be a twat to do it. Because they don't care, Trev. They're not interested.
0: Yeah, but you know, as I said, I, I don't watch a lot. Some of the some of the media that comes out I don't watch, but it's only because I don't like the, the the format. I don't it's not something that interests me as a person. But when I meet all them people outside of this 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 circle. i've I've bumped into them all over the years in europe and i've sat and had beers with them and i've had breakfast with them they're all decent lads do you remember it trev well i remember breakfast fergus jesus yeah
1: because your 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 um your trip to where was it Uh, it might have been the uh vittor i was where you bumped into DT and you are chatting to the guy for ages, and you turned around to Johnny. You go, hey, he's a nice fella, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's lovely. But you no. didn't know who he was. You took him, but you took him as a, yeah. an Arsenal fan, and nothing to do with Arsenal fans TV. So, yeah, I get your point. Fergus, but, yeah,
0: Fergus. Listen, that's exactly right. That was in Minsk, mate. It was in Minsk, yeah. and and me and Johnny was having a few beers, and Johnny got himself away off, and and I sat there, and I'm talking to this bloke, and we're comparing tattoos and. And I had a thoroughly decent couple of hours with a lad, drinking beers and having a laugh and having a joke. And someone said to me after, do you know who that was? And I said, well, I don't, but he's a thoroughly decent fella. And that just just, just sums up what I was saying just now. Yep. I yep. probably wouldn't watch him on social media because what he does doesn't interest me as a person, the way they do it. But I don't mean they're bad people, you know. I I had a thoroughly good evening with him and I speak as I find and I'd be quite happily to sit down and do the same again, actually. Although I was on karaoke (laughs) that night and he told me I was crap.
3: (laughs) I think they're playing the characters, aren't they, a lot of the time? When they're on on social media and on videos and stuff, I think they're playing like a character almost. That's not really them, is it? And I think Trev's met the real DT maybe that night um, and he's just a normal fan like the rest of us, but... He's got this kind of personality on on screen, hasn't he? That's different, maybe, because that's what gets him likes and gets him shares and gets him money. So that's probably what it is. The same with that Lee Gunner, probably exactly the same. Maybe off 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 of it all, he's probably a nice guy. I don't know. I've never met him, but it, it's a possibility, I suppose. And he's just doing a, a personality on on screen to, to get the interaction that he needs, to get money that he wants from it. You know, I don't know. Maybe.
1: Uh, yeah. Johnny's telling tales on there he said uh, don't forget the karaoke bar and it was him who told you at breakfast the next day but you know johnny know. johnny what
0: what goes on away stays away sir yeah, what well, goes on, to on
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, right, finally, uh, and very briefly, how happy on a scale of 1 to 10 are you that uh, our uh, captain has signed this new extension to his contract? Aubameyang has signed, uh, we're led to believe it's a three-year contract. My understanding is it's a one-year extension to his current contract with a two-year option uh, that we can enforce or he can break if he wants if we don't get Champions League football. So that the focus is definitely on Champions League league football uh, his dad was his inspiration his dad um captained both his club Le Havre and uh, gabon uh, the country his country and he mentions that uh, you know his dad was his inspiration being a captain and that's why um he he's proud to be a captain of of arsenal football club um you know uh, i I, I, I still flip back to your Osel comment without trying to get back into it, Richard. Again, just some of the stuff that's been said and some of the messages that are coming out of Arsenal Football Club right now about we are farm, we are family, the Arsenal uh, want to be legends, dad's been inspiration. It's just the right, it's just it's just got the right feel about it. It Feels like our old Arsenal again, uh, guys. Scale of one to ten, and uh, on uh, Aubameyang signing. Richard, go ahead first.
3: Well, I mean, it's 10, isn't it? He's so important to the club. He's so important to what Arteta wants. He's so important to the team. Um, he's captain, as we said, you know. Um, the, the other players look up to him quite clearly. He's, he's popular in the dressing room, isn't he? Everybody loves him. But apart from anything else, he's the player on the pitch who produces at the big moments. Two goals in the semi-final, two goals in the final, a goal in the community shield. He's got a goal in the Premier League already. His goal-scoring record's unbelievable. He's he's the, that talisman, isn't he? You know, and he's he's important for us now as Thierry Henry was back then. I'm not saying he's as good as Thierry Henry or anything like that, but in terms of how important he is, Could he he, be? He's, uh, he's that he's that importance. Well it possibly we'll have to see if in the next two or three years we can build this team around him that we're looking like we're starting to do and go on to have some great success, then, then possibly, yes. I mean okay. he is very, very important to this to this group, he's very important to Arteta, it's fantastic that he's signed. We've now got him hopefully for three years, um, and hopefully these three years can be not only the best three years of his career, but some of the best three years for us as a club as well. And I'm I'm delighted that he's staying and it ends all the speculation and we can now settle down and Arteta can start building this team around him which is what he said he was mm. going to do so mm. um, that's that's what I expect to happen now and, it, and, it's, and it's great isn't it and we, everyone's got to be happy haven't they come on
1: Trev uh, Terry uh, says on here about like the words are great but uh, uh, being a captain is more important than that and then you know our recent captains have been great are you again I assume it's a, it's a 10 or 11 or a 12 uh, about Yang. Um, but
0: do you think he'll make a good captain um I dunno, I don't care. I don't care whether he's whether he's captain or not, to be honest. Couldn't give two hoots whether he's captain or not. As long as he keeps banging them goals in, that would do for me. And it is an eleven out of ten, Fergus. It's definitely eleven out of ten. Not just for the person that Al Bamu Yang is, but for the need of him we have at Arsenal. We need him. And and oh he's thirty one years old, remember. This is his last big contract. This is his big one. After this he's thirty four and he's not gonna he's not gonna demand all this, this attention again. And he, he probably could have gone to a lot a lot of clubs in Europe, without a doubt, you know. But he chose to stay with the Arsenal. Take it back a year, and I don't know Yang to stay with Arsenal. I think if our Aubameyang contract had been up last year, I think we're in trouble, I think we're losing. But he's seen a difference. He's seen. He's obviously seen something in the club that, that 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 drives him and makes him want to play for the Arsenal. Stay at the Arsenal. Could have gone anywhere. His last big contract, and he's chosen to stay with us. Couldn't. I've got got a lot of time for the man. And, and don't don't moan about his big money and his big wages because and compare him with Özil because that's very unfair. Very unfair because when we gave Özil his, his big contract, Özil wasn't playing well. Some people will disagree with me, but I don't care. Ozil wasn't playing well. We still gave him a big contract. This time, we have given a player at the top of his game, a massive asset to the Arsenal Football Club, a big contract, and he deserves it because he's the best we've got. And as I said, get your money on this winning the league. Beautiful. <laughs>
1: I, I, I love your, your, your faith. Um, I don't see us winning the league. I can see us getting top four. I do think Aubameyang uh, is our biggest signing of this season. Um, Dan, I'm conscious that you're jo- probably joining uh, the guys on Arsenal. No, it's be, cool. So... They
2: can wait. They can wait. Okay. Uh, Obammy Yang's the signing of the season, mate. He's not just the signing of Arsenal's season, he's the signing of the season. That is the most important signing we could have made. And uh, that is a, a, a great bit of business. In terms of. Why he signed, we have to thank Arteta, because if we still had Emery, he'd be gone. Uh, Arteta has promised him something which he believes in, and he believes in the project. And also what I'll say is there's no way that Aubameyang would be looking at Chaka and Elneny and saying, I believe, I believe. He believes in this signed because we've got players coming into our club, and Aubameyang is excited about that, and that's why he signed. And one thing I will say about Aubameyang is I asked you boys a question last podcast will have the one before and I said that uh, Dennis Burkamp, Thierry Henry and Ian Wright are the three best strikers in Arsenal's history is Aubameyang number four I believe he is ahead of Anel Carr, ahead of Carnu, ahead of Will Tord, ahead of Giroud for me he is and the reason that he is now is because not only has he signed the contract but he's stuck with us at a time that we needed him Sanchez left when we needed him you know Fabregas left when we needed him Van Persie left when we needed him So Aubameyang will go down now as an Arsenal hero and an Arsenal legend and deservedly so. Quickest player to get to 50 goals. So for me, 10 out of 10.
1: Brilliant. Boys, thanks very much for joining us again. Richard, it's been good to have you on. Uh, Do you want to tell people quickly about your blog and your YouTube channel? So if anybody's watching, they can see you in other platforms
3: yeah i've just started recently a uh, youtube channel it's called over and over and over again um it's <laughs>
2: It's that good. It's, it's, it's just gone off air. But at, at,
1: at least you got the name across. If you want to watch more Richard and some of his stuff that he does, he does like uh, short um, blogs and vlogs uh, on over and over again. Uh, it's on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, Dan, uh, you're on same old Arsenal, young guns and yellow ribbons, and you've on many Cheers, other places. Thank thanks very much for joining us, Trev. We got you exclusively, mainly, don't we?
0: yeah I ain't going nowhere else mate we no, love like Trev
1: year. you're like our yeah, Sam I, I, might
0: do, I might do the odd preview show with Dan if he invites me but I ain't doing nothing else it's, always uh, welcome
1: mate <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 just, I equate mate. um I equate Trev to our, our our Sam Fox our Linda Lazardi don't you think he's our paid <laughs> three model I'll that, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> right Brilliant. okay boys uh, thanks very much for joining for uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans I've got to go in and turn on the lights only <laughs> one last thing to say before it's cold in Iceland up the arse
0: up the arse, cheers up boys the arse. thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too.